Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We don't need to figure out who they're going to add at the trade deadline this year. I think, you know inquire on Bertuzzi again just kidding um because uh that but that might help us segue into the other article that Scott sent us though because um the athletic also ranked the best free agent signing contracts um and Bertuzzi was high up there so Scott if you want to set this up yeah so I don't know if they I don't think they're actually ranking them in order I think they just listed them off but yeah Bertuzzi was on there obviously you get a you know Toronto gets a player that good for one year, five and a half million. But also Morgan Geeky and James Van Riemsdyk were on there. Um, Geeky, two years, two million. And the Van Riemsdyk, one year, one million. Actually, I think Van Riemsdyk was an honorable mention. But, you know, Geeky's in, like we've talked about Geeky before, and I think we all like that signing. And yeah, I guess, you know, if you're doing like either or, you'd rather have Bertuzzi than you know geeky and one or two other guys or whatever but um you know geeky has some upside and he can play center and that was like a good risk worth taking and you know if he ends up being a solid third liner or even can play center for you somewhere like two years two million for that is is gonna look really good and that's you know, when we talk about, like, could Sweeney have just waited it out on Bertuzzi and not made other moves? And it's like, I think Geeky would have been off the market pretty quickly. Like, I, I think other teams definitely would have been interested in doing something like that. So, you know, I think James Van Riemsdyk probably was going to have other offers. I think Kevin Shankirk even said, like, he had talked to other teams. So, you know, it's Lucic, yes. I think you could have waited on Lucic, and he, you know, would have wanted to come to Boston and left that door open for a couple days. But the other guys like, I don't know if there's any guarantee that any of them are still there past Saturday. So, um, yeah, 
like all of the Bruins signings I've liked just in terms of one, one off deals, just evaluating them all individually. Like there is nothing in there that's an overpay or that commits you to someone for longer than you'd want to. Like they're all short-term deals. And you know, that obviously contributes to the, the idea that this is a bridge year, but that doesn't mean it has to be like a bridge year in terms of not being competitive and just resetting for next year. It's a, it's a bridge to getting to a better cap situation next year where you will be in position to be able to give someone more money, more years, more of a commitment. Whereas like that just wasn't really an option this year with what they had to do cap wise. So, um, you know, I don't know that, I don't know how, like how it's going to pay off or if it will pay off, but all those deals individually and including geeky and Van Riemsdyk as, um, the athletic highlights, like they're, they're good contracts. And ultimately, you know, with the little cap space you had, um, you did a pretty solid job. Like, you know, I think those are some pretty good signings and I, I've said this before, but like, I don't at all buy this idea that you hear from some people of, you know, they're all washed. All these 30 something guys are washed. Vin Reams, like Shankirk, Lucic. Lucic is the one, I don't know how much he has left, but you're putting him on a fourth line. And if he can't even do that, then you easily replace him. Vin Reamsdyke and Shankirk, I just, I don't think they're washed. I think they're not in their primes by any means, but I think they're still pretty good players. Um, Van Reamsdyke, they're probably going to have to ask to play a little higher than you'd like, but you know, he did score 24 goals two years ago. So if he gets back to that level, then you know, you're you're very happy with that for $1 million. Yeah, I'm on board with that signing. That signing, I I know you said it's an honorable mention, but I thought that was a, a, one of their better moves that they made, maybe the best move they made this offseason. Um, to get to the Bertuzzi part of it, him being on the top 10 list, I mean, I feel like for some of these guys, it's really, I mean, when you're talking about the contracts that were best you're talking about guys that took less than maybe they were worth right in terms of Bertuzzi like that contract is a good contract for the Maple Leafs because everybody kind of thought he would get more than that so when you look at it for you know you can say it has a high value like he because he's he's probably a better player than what he got paid um but as we've gone over before, it seems like maybe just misread the market, ended up with a one-year deal, even though probably he would have liked more than that. Now he's in the same situation where he'll be on the move again in the offseason, potentially, or even at the trade deadline again, um, or at least he's set up for that to happen um, if he doesn't want to sign back with Toronto or if for whatever reason, I, I don't think Toronto would want to trade him because they'll be, they'll be buyers at the deadline, but um yeah, so he's kind of stuck in a position where now he's going to be nomadic again um, at the end of the season. Potentially, yeah, and he and he's he he kind of strikes me as the type of player who uh, he remind he, when he was with the Bruins and in particular because we got to watch him um, and, and and you guys got to talk to him and stuff. But you know, Friday Night Lights, the movie, not the TV show, the movie Billingsley. He just kind of gives me Billingsley vibes and just, just like, I'm just here to kind of F shit up and do my job and get out of here. And, and 
that's not a personality that looks like it might thrive in Toronto where they're just up his ass all the time and questioning him every two seconds. So I don't know if from a stylistic perspective, he'd like to play in that environment. Um, but if they, if he has a good year and they offer him a ton of money, maybe, but I don't think Toronto's going to be able to do that. So we'll see, which is kind of why I was surprised. I mean, you could say Boston's like that too, but Boston's nowhere near Toronto. No, no one is when it comes to, when it comes to media uh, scrutiny and whatnot. Yeah, that is, yeah, you're right about that. It, it it works until something goes wrong, right? Like, I think when Nazem Kadri first started up there, people loved him, and then and you know media whatever gets a couple costly suspensions, and all of a sudden everyone turns on him. Michael Bunning, same thing. Like he came in, people up there, you know, loved the way he played and agitated and got under people's skin, and then a steeper suspension, and they turn on him, and he's gone. Like, so well, not. Not that Bertuzzi, like Bertuzzi's not the cheap shot artist that those guys are. I don't see him doing that, but like, I don't know. He could low bridge someone or, you know, like do something like that. Or, or if he just struggles at some point, like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot for, for people up there to, to turn on you. Well, think about it. He wouldn't have been able be have been able to play in Toronto back during the pandemic. Like he yeah. wouldn't have played a single game. He couldn't have even gone there. Um, So like, and people in Canada took that stuff very seriously. So there's definitely some people up there that remember um, the situation he was in during the pandemic, not being able to travel to Canada. Um, he is a little bit of a different person. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily, uh, you know, like he he doesn't have the, like a, a, an entirely clean track record with things that they've liked or, or didn't like up there. So. Um, he's a little bit different in that way. So maybe he's not going to cheap shot people, but who knows? Well, and I'm excited. I hope at some point someone resurfaces some of the quotes he had from when he got to the Bruins, because if you remember, like the little bit of tape he did have on a stick was American flag tape. And someone asked him about it. And he was like, because obviously he's from Canada. So it's like, you know, that's interesting. Like American flag tape. And he said something along the lines of like, I consider myself more of an American now. I, I like it more here. And and I think that was in response to like, you know, some of the COVID stuff and how strict Canada was like, yeah, he was, he was very against that. It was obviously pretty outspoken at the time. So um, yeah, I'll be interested to see if, uh, if people, you know, kind of go back and dig that up and ask it, ask him about it. You know, now that now that he's in Toronto, does he still see himself as more of an American? Yeah. Uh, he didn't get criticized here really at all um, no. when he came in. So, actually, I mean, the biggest pundit for Tyler Bertuzzi was 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 you, Bridget, probably that, that when he had that that uh that turnover in front of the. Oh, night. you like, mean the biggest, right, the most criticism? I'm still pissed yeah. off about that. <laughs> it's like he goes out and scores Terrible. like seven points in two games. Bridget's like, yeah, but that one turnover still pisses me off. It does. <laughs> It still does. I still see it clearly when you say it. Like I'm visualizing it, and I see it. I'm not trying to set you off again. I know it. It was a. It wasn't a egregious giveaway, but, um, yeah. I mean, look. So the yeah the 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 JVR the Shattenkirk the Geeky and the and the Brown signings, but mainly the the, the, the three prior ones like. And the Boquist. Yeah, and Boquist for seven fifty. I mean. Like Don has done a, I mean, he's gotten all these guys locked up for for essentially what you were paying Taylor Hall more or less, right? And it's like, and and, and Scott, I know you mentioned how it's you don't like to look at it like that because you have to bring these guys in regardless to fill these holes. But like, 
I mean, these are established names. I mean, JVR, Kevin Shattenkirk, those are NHL established veterans. Yes, they're not in their prime anymore, but you know what? Like, they're they're still very capable players. I mean, JVR had to get 30 points last year. His his career high, I think, it was like 60 or 61 with Toronto one year. It's not like he's never been like a hundred point guy, right? You're asking him to be a big body in the power play. Um, and 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 yes, yes, maybe you're asking him to be to play a line head in the lineup on the second line, but. You know, when you're playing with 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 David Pasternak, maybe you know he, maybe he'll end up having a close to a career year in point production. You never know. Uh, Pavel Zaka as well. I mean, if if, if Zaka and, and and Pasternak can just kind of play off of each other, and JVR could just be in the right place at the right time, and more or less just keep up and be a big body to create space for them down low. I mean, I think it could be fine. Honestly, it's not optimal, um, but it, but he could be fine. Kevin Shattenkirk, you're asking to be a, a sixth defenseman. And you know what? He he's he's got a championship under his belt. He's 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 smart. He doesn't need to be the fastest skater in the world. He's playing defense, so he just has good gap control. And he's smart and he's got talent. Yeah, I mean Sweeney got, and, and Geeky has has a huge. I don't know. I want to say a huge ceiling, but he's got a, he's got a decent ceiling that sometimes a different environment and a different role brings that out in, in a player. And I think the same goes for for Boquist. So well, yeah, that's what I mean, happened with Zaka. And I still think Zaka, we haven't seen his ceiling. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, his best year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been an interesting summer. And I think, and especially if Bergeron comes back, I'm really, I, I'm actually interested to see how this, how this, this new group of players, you know, plays out. And it's interesting because last year you hear the, it feels like every Bruins team says that. I've never seen a Bruins team, a Bruins locker room with Bergeron and Marshand in it, sit there and say, and not say, yeah, we just, it's a really close room. We like to, we love playing for each other. Like every team says that. And, and the Bruins were no different last year. Like Felino said it all the time. Like we just really want to win for each other and we love each other. We're a family in here. Well, when you, when you turn out, when you, when you, when you take out, you know, seven players of that team or seven or eight players of that team and add in seven, or eight new players, there's going to be a chemistry difference too, like in the room, like getting to know each other and stuff. So that's all we're going to see it all play out. And, but yeah, the, the individual free agency signings, I think Don did a great job to address some needs at, at, at bargain pricing. And um, considering the cap situation that they were in, I think for that alone, I think he deserves credit because he, he got the, he got, he got that job done. And we're talking about being Bergeron, a Bergeron return away from once again, putting back out a team that really should be a playoff team and we'll see what happens, but all, and all, all, all of that relates to this other thing that Scott sent us too, which is that um, if Don Sweeney was looking to replace Bergeron with like another veteran center, the idea of trading for Pajot to trade to brusque for, for Pajot, which Scott, I think you're pulling this up right now. Um, but I, it, I just, I don't understand this move. Like if this move had been made, it would feel like an overreaction for yeah, trying so, to replace Bergeron. Yeah. So just to set this up, so this seems to just be a like Twitter rumor more than anything, but uh, because it got tweeted out by Stefan Rosner, who covers the Islanders for NHL.com and the hockey news, all of a sudden, like, people gave it some legitimacy. He, so here's what he tweeted. There's a rumor going around that the Isles and Bruins are in talks regarding DeBrusque Peugeot. Haven't heard a thing. Pretty sure it's speculation. Because if Bergeron and Krejci retire, Bruins need a center. Um, 
and he adds commentary from the Islanders side saying, can't see the Isles moving Peugeot unless it's for an elite scorer. Um, you know, from the Bruins side, I can't see the Bruins moving DeBrusque for Peugeot because DeBrusque is just a better player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like Peugeot, by the way. Like, I really like his game. I think he's a really good third line center, physical, penalty killer, a little bit of scoring. Um, but I mean, DeBrusque is a bona fide top six winger at this point. And I don't see why the Bruins would do that. Like, if you're, if they are trading for a center, it's, a clear top two center. I don't Peugeot to me, him and Coyle aren't exactly the same players. Like they, they play differently, but offensively, I think they have similar ceilings. So, you know, I'm not really interested in like adding another guy who's really just a third line center, maybe can play up to two. Like I already have that in Coyle. I'm, I'm fine there. You know, if, if you're getting a center, make it someone who's a clear upgrade over coil and, you know, clearly bumps him back down to the third line. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's pretty easy to dismiss this, but it's just odd. Like, I don't even know really where it came from. Um, DeBrusque but it's is, not, it's yeah, it's, it's not like the Bruins are super and younger by like yeah. four or five years. Yeah. It's not like the Bruins are super deep at wing either. We just talked, we just spent, 15 minutes talking about, you know, Vin Reams likes probably playing higher than he wants. He might have to look to try to add a top six winger. Well, that problem gets even worse if you trade away Jake DeBrusque and don't have a replacement. Yeah, and we're we're not sitting here saying, oh, you know, the team's close to where they were last year if Bergeron comes like you're you're talking about yeah you're you're talking about a much worse situation because then that means Bergeron's if you see them make that move that means Bergeron's not coming back I also don't see much of a reason for them to pull the trigger on that either way because uh DeBrusque is your top line right winger um you're not trading him for a 30 year old center that's not like you'd, you'd want to be fine if you're the Bruins if you're looking for a center if you really want or know you're moving away from Bergeron because he's retiring, you got to go younger. You're not going a 30-year-old center more than likely. And Pajot's small, um, plays a different style of game than Bergeron. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. But the funny part about it was it, the insinuation was that that deal actually was bad for the Islanders because DeBrusque wasn't good enough, which, like, what? <laughs> Makes no sense to me whatsoever for either team. I mean, yep. well, well, I mean, it, it, I mean, to that point, Bridget, like, yeah, the Islanders should be all over bringing in the breast for Pajot. I mean, Pajot is like a, he's a, he's a PK specialist. He can, yeah, he plays on the power play, I think, but more of like a bumper net front type guy. He, he's a pest. He's a pest he's- who can, he can shut you down up the middle. Um, he, he's a, he's a, he's a shutdown centerman on a third, third, you know, second or third center on a, on a, on a really good team as a shutdown guy and can put a few goals in here and there, but he's not makes no sense. The age thing alone, it makes no sense. I mean, yeah. Makes no sense. And I mean, I, I get why the Bruins front office would like Peugeot because he did, you know, two years ago in the play or I guess three years ago. Now he did a damn good job checking against the Bergeron line in that series. Like he was a huge reason the Islanders won that series. Um, but I just don't like that's to me just isn't the need for the Bruins. It's a you know, 
a third line shutdown center. Th- those guys are valuable. And like I said, I like Peugeot, but to me, that's not what the Bruins need. Like you need someone with offensive upside who can help your top six if Bergeron's gone. So um, that's, that's not Peugeot to me. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and DeBrusque is also, if you were to play a full season, I mean, he's entering, he's entering slash he's in his prime. Like if it wasn't for an injury last year that kept him up for a couple of months, I mean, he's, you're talking about a, 35 goal score, right? Close to it, maybe. Yeah. So I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I get the Bruins. If 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 you have no Bergeron, like you, you need center, you need a center. But come on, I mean, it's that's just not that's a, that's a very short, it's a very short, short term move that doesn't even doesn't even make you better. You lose you lose how many goals in a player if you would also. Debrusque so. has the better contract too. Like Debrusque is getting paid less, I believe, by like a million dollars or something like that. Like DeBrusque has <laughs> a more affordable contract. So that also makes it stupid because we already know how cap-strapped the Bruins are. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.